0: What's up, guys? I'm Anthony. I'm Ryan. And we are the greatest podcast on turf. We're excited to get this thing rolling. We're going to bring you guys some football. I'm talking fantasy football, mock drafts, picks against the spread, overall news. And then we're going to get into a little bit of basketball and all around sports news. We're going to share our opinion.
1: We're just happy to be here after all these years of just talking and talking and talking about starting up a sports talk podcast. We're just finally happy to to be here and to be able to get it to you guys, man. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram at The Greatest Podcast OT. Check out my Twitter at Elantrio's Takes.
0: Check out my Twitter at Ryan Sawyer302.
1: And we're ready to get started. So today we're going to be covering um, the NFL first round of the playoff predictions. We're going to be going through the matchups, score predictions, who we like, who we don't like. Then after that segment, we're going to be going over the um, NFL 2020-2021 yearly NFL award predictions, MVP, Coach of the Year, all them awards. So just happy to be here and let's get right into it. So the first game we're going to get to talking about is the um, Indianapolis Colts at the Buffalo Bills. Ryan, you want to get us started on that one?
0: Yes, I would. And for this game, I think the Bills are going to take this one home, 27-21. to 21. For me, I'm not a fan of Phillip Rivers, especially when the weather gets cold. Yeah, and seriously. the Colts traveling to Buffalo, it's going to be a little chilly. So <laughs> I think Josh Allen's going to have a big game. I think that he's he's ready for the playoffs. I think him and Pat Mahomes is going to be a very exciting thing to watch for the next 10 years. I think last year, Josh Allen had a great playoffs, He put up a great game against the Texans. It was amazing. So, for this game, I'm looking at Stephon Diggs to have a big game, and I'm also looking at Jonathan Taylor on the Colts' side. I don't think Phillip Rivers is going to have a good game, Mm -hmm. so I think what we're looking at is Jonathan Taylor trying to pound the rock, (laughs) and I mean, if the weather's bad, the Colts have a chance, because I don't think Buffalo has much of a run game. You know, it's... It's Devin Singletary.
1: Yeah, to build off of that, um, I think the Jonathan Taylor rushing attack is only going to get them so far because I'm predicting a Buffalo 31-17 win. I mean, like you said, Phillip Rivers, I I think he's washed. um, Hasn't played that good, hasn't looked that good. I mean, their offense just isn't what it used to be. T.Y. Hilton has blatantly regressed in front of our eyes this season. Buffalo has been playing out of their minds, traveling to Buffalo. The Bills finally get to have some fans at the stadium. It's playoffs. It's in Buffalo. You already know how them fans get down, jumping off the tables, off the cars on the tables and stuff. You know they like the tailgate. So I think the Bills have just a great storyline going in the game. I think they just come in completely, blow the Colts out of the park, send them packing on the first-round exit. Next game I want to cover is the Bears at the New Orleans Saints. Think the Saints take this one in a close one, 27-24, I'm not buying into the hype of the Saints. You, I mean, they've kind of flown under the radar this year to where they got today. Um, I don't like the Bears either. They suck. They. I don't think they belong in the playoffs, but I'm just not buying into the hype of the Saints. So I think it comes down to just being a close game. It comes down to Drew Brees having to just do his thing, hunker down. I mean, I don't know if Michael Thomas is coming back off IR yet. Alvin Kamara has looked phenomenal, but I mean, Alvin Kamara can only get you so far. You need more. Drew Brees has been pretty solid this season I mean he hasn't looked like his prime but he's definitely looking good
0: so I think the Saints can take this one move to the next round but I don't see them moving past the second round I agree with the Saints win I think it's going to be about 24 to 17 something that you have to think about for the Saints though is they're still number two in the NFC and they've had to have time without Drew Brees and they didn't have any time with Michael Thomas at all the Bears, you're kind of sleeping on them a little bit. Mitch Trubisky has been picking up as of late. Yeah, no, I'm not a huge fan way. either, but I think it can be closer game than people think. I'm, I'm not sold on New Orleans, but they have had to beat some teams without some of their best people.
1: Most importantly, I think for the Saints to win this game, I think you're gonna need a great. Great game from Drew Brees. I mean, even if they want to make a run, I think Drew Brees really has to step up, put the team on his back, and show out. Because rumor has it that this could be his last hoorah. So, I mean, it's pretty much Super Bowl or bust for them. I mean, for Drew Brees. So, I think that you got to be on the lookout for him to have a great game. I think Jared Cook could be in for a day. Um, Also, I mean, per usual, Alvin Kamara, like I said, been playing out of his mind lately when he's playing. He's coming off COVID. You've seen how that's
0: affected some players, but I think he'll pick up right back where he left off, and that's doing his thing. For the Bears to win, I think you're going to need to see Mitchell Dubisky keep doing what he's been doing for these past couple games. I'm not sure how they decided to start Nick Foles over him at the start of the year, but he's actually been playing pretty good. David Montgomery's also stepped it up as of late. He's going to need to do better. Last game against the Packers, it was measly. But the couple games before that, he's been getting 100 yards. So it's going to be a nice matchup, David Montgomery versus Saints defense, which is pretty good against the run. Just to throw it out there, I think Mitch Trubisky gets extended.
1: I know I was sleeping on him, but the inner sports analyst I and mean, he's coming out, I think he gets re-signed, like Ryan said, as of late. He's been playing good. I think he could be the guy for them. Dude's just had the odds stacked up against him since that first year when we saw how great Deshaun Watson and Pat Mahomes have been and I mean he's just had the odds stacked against him just because how great they've been and how about mediocre Miss Trubisky's been. So I think if he can if they somehow knock the Saints off and make a run, I think Miss
0: Trubisky could be in for a nice little extension. Next up, we got Brown Steelers. I think this is going to be a really good game. You got the Steelers who have fell off as of the past couple games. Big time fell off, dude. People are starting to look at them as the <laughs> bottom 16 team and stuff like that, and it's going to be a good one. The Browns just played the Steelers, and they barely beat them. I know the Steelers. Ben and TJ Watt and some of their main guys. So. Yeah, I'm, I'm liking the Steelers in this one 20-10. It's in Pittsburgh, which I think is a huge deal. It's Baker Mayfield's, I love Baker Mayfield, he's great, but it's his first time in the playoffs and he's about to go to Pittsburgh when it's cold. Pittsburgh's crazy in playoffs, we all know it. That defense is the best in the league, without yeah. a doubt. Steel curtain. Yep, it's <laughs> the best. Big Ben has playoff experience, pretty much that whole team does. When you look at the Browns, none of them have playoff experience, pretty much. So I think Baker Mayfield's in for some turnovers, most likely. I hope not. Jeez. And I think that the Steelers the are going to win this one. I'm not.
1: I hope not. I mean, you see the slander that this man gets. I mean, I think he's a dude. I think he's a dog. I mean, I mean, I've been rocking with him since his days back in Oklahoma. You put me on to him, actually. I like him a lot. So I think I'm a to buy into the hype of the Browns. And I think that they're going to knock the Steelers off 17 to 10. I mean, I see them trying to do the whole underdog thing that the Eagles did in the Super Bowl when they beat my friggin' Patriots. Um, I see him doing the whole Cleveland thing like LeBron did when he bought the title back to Cleveland after so long. I think they have a great storyline going in. I'm buying into the hype. I think the Browns are going to knock the Steelers off, prove to everyone that the Steelers are just overrated, had a nice, easy little
0: schedule, and I I like the Browns, man. I think that they're going to go ahead and make a run. For the Browns to win, Baker is going to have to have a clean game and also look at Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt, two of the best running backs in the league. Nick Chubb is in my top three. I think he's one of the best pure runners in football, and I think when cold weather happens, they heard that.
1: <laughs> um, sorry. But, yeah, I mean, I, I like this. definitely would like to see what Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt do against the Steelers, who arguably probably have the best rush defense in the league. To say so myself. I mean they're just low, their front seven is pretty solid. I mean, not even their front their front five. I just think it's just I think that it's a tough matchup for the Browns, but I think they could definitely, definitely come out on top of this one. Just like you said, a clean game from Baker, get the run game going early, which we haven't really seen them do that much. I mean you saw against the Jets. What did they had they ran the ball four times in the first half or something like that? It gets ridiculous. I think they need to come in, get Baker going, get the play action game going. I just think
0: they need to just go in there, have a nice, quick, easy game. Another matchup to look out for is the Browns offensive line versus that Steelers D line. Yeah, I mean, the Browns offensive line has stepped up extremely, but they got T J Watt coming in who has the most QB hits, most sacks, most Q B pressures. He's coming for Baker, and we're going to see how Baker holds up for it. We're going to see if he has that leads to turnovers. I um, mean, we're going to see how it goes. Godspeed, Baker Mayfield, if you're hearing this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, next game we're going to be covering Rams Seahawks. My prediction is solely assuming that Jared Goff does play, coming off that broken thumb on his throwing hand surgery. It's going to be tough, but I think if he does play, I think we see one of the best games we've seen in a long time. I think the Rams take it 41-38. I know probably the over-under isn't even probably going to be that high. Ryan said it earlier. I like the Rams. I think that they're good enough to make a run deep in this playoffs. They have a top defense in the league. They've really stepped up as of late. I like the Seahawks also. Russ, Russ Wilson, Pete Carroll, all of them have some playoff experience. They've been on the big stage. They've been to the Super Bowl. But I just think the Rams' defense is just too much for them to handle at this point. I mean, Aaron Donald, best defensive player in the league. Jalen Ramsey, best corner in the league. I mean, just them two powerhouses alone, it's, just, it's tough to match up against and it's tough to play against. I mean, you've seen Jalen Ramsey shut down DK Metcalf. Did it two games in a row? I'm not going a row, but he did it the both times they played in the regular season. Ramsey shut him down. Won't hide won't. They neither of them were high scoring games. Look for the Rams to come in here and get going on offense right away. Expose the Seattle Seahawks defense, which hasn't been amazing all year. First half of the season, they were projected to give up the most yards in history by a landslide. So just look forward to seeing what that Rams offense comes in and does right off the bat.
0: My prediction is I think the Seahawks are going to win this one based off of Jared Goff not playing. If Jared Goff plays, I think he would win. But his injury sounds like he's going to sit out this week. So I think the yeah. Seahawks are going to win just because of the fact that it's Russell Wilson versus a backup quarterback. I do think Jalen Ramsey can shut down DK Metcalf any day of the week. I think it's going to be a low-scoring game, 20-13, to 13, and Seahawks are going to win solely because it's Russell Wilson versus a backup. That's yeah, no, I can see that. It. I mean, it's
1: pretty, I mean, it's kind of hard. I mean, Russell Wilson's top three quarterback in the league. He's elite. He's been there. He's proved himself versus backup quarterback. I can't even name the dude. I mean, he had a great game against the Cardinals, whose defense isn't that good. I think he was, the, I saw it earlier. He's the first quarterback to ever come in on a Week 17 star and throw 200 passing yards and rush for 50. I mean, the Cardinals defense isn't all that, so it's not really saying much. But, I mean, just the principle of him coming in, putting up those numbers is something to look out for. But if you're looking at it without Jared Goff playing, I do think the Seahawks win. But if he does play, I think the Rams take it. But
0: right now it's not looking good for me and my prediction on this one. Another thing you have to account for is they're going to Seattle in playoff time, so it's a hard place to win. Yeah, you're right. I mean,
1: with no fans, though, I mean, I'm pretty sure that I don't. I'm almost positive they're not having fans, so I mean that's a huge advantage for the Rams. But because you know they do that whole 12th man thing. Yeah, they broke like the sound barrier or whatever the heck that they set I don't know the technical
0: term for it, but I know they made some loud record-breaking noise. <laughs> the next game we're gonna be talking about is the Ravens at the Titans, and I'm gonna start off with a hot take that most people aren't gonna like. If I'm starting a team off. For this year and this year only, I'm taking Ryan Tannehill over Lamar Jackson any day of the week. I don't care about Lamar see. Jackson's talent. I don't care about his leg like, talent. He doesn't win like Ryan Tannehill does. He you doesn't won. throw like Ryan Tannehill does. <laughs> you can say whatever you want. Get out of here. The Titans dude. weren't anything until Ryan Tannehill um, came. See, we have this
1: argument all the time. Lamar Jackson, okay, I don't I'm not a fan, I mean I'm not buying into the hype of Lamar, but like Ryan Tannehill do, come on.
0: What was their record? I before I, I, I Ryan could Santa do Hill. his job.
1: I can throw a play action bomb to AJ Brown or John U Smith, throw a slant to Corey Davis and give Derrick Henry the ball. Like I could go do that right now. I could go do that Sunday against the
0: Ravens and we'll win. Okay, people just think about this. <laughs> oh, they that were is a freezing cold. Tank. They were two and five with Marcus Mariota. Ryan Tannehill Hill came in, finished nine and seven, made the playoffs. Don't say beat it. Beat the Ravens. And beat the Patriots in oh Foxborough. Not many people can say that. I don't care if his stats run good. He still did it. There he are threw, better he t- didn't do it. Derrick Henry did it. He threw
1: 70 yards. He had like 50 yards going into fourth quarter. He didn't do anything. Derrick
0: Henry won that game. Derrick Henry going to win a game with Marcus Mariota? Or is Marcus Mariota incapable of handing the ball off? Which you are capable of doing. Okay. I'm
1: talking about being the Patriots in Foxborough. I'm saying Ryan Tannehill didn't win that game. Derrick Henry won that game, not Ryan Tanya. Would
0: Marcus Mariota win that game? Probably <laughs> He wouldn't have made it there. <laughs> Get out of here, dude. Anyways. Get on with that. I mean, game. if you look at last postseason, Lamar Jackson couldn't throw. So and Ryan. I mean Tanya you gotta look won.
1: at it, his receivers were dropping the balls. I remember there was a few very bad drops that Lamar's receivers. He didn't play great. But his receivers weren't helping him out either. They looked like the Eagles out there dropping balls the way they were.
0: And here's a newsflash. They still aren't catching the ball like they should be. Hollywood Brown can't catch a ball to save his life. Come on, you saw what they just did to the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. like I'm just kidding. Anyways, I got the Titans winning this game. I think that they can beat the Ravens since Lamar Jackson might struggle passing. The receivers might struggle catching. One of those two is going to happen, and it's going to cost them the game. When you look at the Titans, you have an explosive offense. Try to shut down Derrick Henry, A.J. Brown, Corey Davis, Johnny Smith, all at the Corey same time. Corey Davis, get out of here. Corey, <laughs> he, is a, he is a good number two receiver at A.J. Brown. I mean, you put Marlon Humphrey <sighs> on A.J. Brown and Corey Davis will probably do something. Or Derrick Henry Peters? will. Or Derrick Henry will. Okay. That's something that you have to look at. And See, then you got the Ravens with Lamar Jackson, Gus Edwards, and Miles Boykin. J.K. Dobbins just is coming off of like a two touchdown, 170 yard performance. Okay, J.K. Dobbins, Gus Edward, and name the receiver Miles Boykin. Is that that's what we're going with? <laughs> Mark Andrews, Mark Andrews, the tight end, is what we're going with.
1: How <laughs> uh, you doing, know, man? See, I'm not a fan of either team. I don't like the Ravens, but I also don't like the Titans. I'm sure you can probably tell by now. Just to throw it out there, it's probably really irrelevant when these guys played in the regular season all the Ravens had to do was cover the spread and I would have won 14 grand and I didn't so the lesson I took away from that don't bet against the Texans I mean the Texans don't bet against the Titans so that is what I'm not going to do I think the um, Tennessee Titans are going to come away with this victory of a final score of 35 to 21 like Ryan said, I think Derrick Henry's in for another big day. He just hit 2,000 yards. I think they have all the momentum in the world coming off of that nail-biter win against the Texans to get in the playoffs. Ravens have to go to Tennessee. I th- yeah, not that far of a drive. I mean, still, though, could be cold. Lamar Jackson does not have a good playoff resume. I think that the odds are just stacked
0: up against the Ra- Ravens, I think the Titans are going to be too much for them to handle. My score prediction for this game is 28-13 to 13 Titans. I think another thing that you have to look out for in this game is turnovers. The Titans are number one in turnover differential, and the Ravens are right around 10-15 to 15 range. The okay. Titans are number one, I believe, plus 11 in turnovers, and I think if turnovers happen in this game, the Titans will definitely win. They got to control time and possession, which they can with Derrick Henry. I think that Lamar... Throwing a ball in the fourth quarter is going to be what ends the Ravens.
1: And just to pick up off that, that'll be, a, like you said, the Titans do have a high powered offense. Just I don't the, the Ravens defense isn't going to be able to play from behind, is my thing. So you're like you're saying, if they start committing turnovers, throwing stupid picks, fumbling the ball, I think that they're doomed because their offense isn't that high powered to be playing from behind against a team as. Good on offense as the Tennessee Titans are.
0: Yeah, the Titans are really good on offense. Defense lacks, but turnovers matter. Yeah, I mean, When you have the best turnover differential, you most likely make the playoffs and you yeah. go for You
1: got a point. All right, our final game we're going to be covering is the T- Tampa Bay Buccaneers versus the Washington football team. Oh, I think Tampa Bay is going to come in win with the final score. I think they're going full fudge, bro, 38-10. I think that Chase Young um, made a big mistake by um, calling out saying he wants Brady, he wants Brady. It's not a big deal, but I mean, you saw what Jalen Ramsey did a couple years ago in the playoffs. Young guy coming off a good year, talking about Brady won't to throw to his side, this, that, and the other, and you saw what happened in the game. We won the Super Bowl that year. But um, yeah, I just think that the Buccaneers offense is very good, and don't get me wrong. Football team has a great defense. I'm a fan. I've been buying into the hype of their defense all year. I just think that Brady and the Bucks are going to be too much for them to handle. And I mean, Alex Smith. Just I. We'll get into him later, but I think he's had a good year. I just don't think he's the guy that can help them make a run in the playoffs against a Bucks team who has had shown amazing flashes of them being good. Yeah, I just don't think that how. Low powered, their offenses against the Bucks defense, who's been fairly decent for the season, is going to be able to get it done, especially against Tom Brady in the playoffs. And you might say, oh, weather going to be in Washington? Tom, the weather made Tom Brady from Boston. He's playing in Foxborough every January for years. So I don't see. I can't see the weather being a
0: factor to him at all. I think you're buying into this Chase Young thing a little bit too much. It does kind of remind me of Coastal Carolina saying something like, <laughs> we want Bama. But, um, you have to think about it like this. I mean, they just won a game. He ran off saying he wants Brady. In my a personal opinion, it's kind of like respect for Brady saying he wants to sack Tom Brady. It's, well, yeah, like, I, something I, said, great I wasn't, games. like, I'm not, like, looking
1: into it too much. Like, I'm not saying it's going to make or break the game. I'm just saying I don't think you can go into the playoffs saying anything about Tom
0: Brady. Yeah, but, I mean, what Jamal Williams said at the beginning of the year, Mr. My Quarterback Knows What Fourth Down Is, that's, <laughs> that's something that cost him that game. And yeah, I mean, you, yeah. you
1: saw what happened. But, I mean, I'm not, I am not—I don't think it's that big a deal. He wasn't talking like Jalen Ramsey did. I was just using yeah. it, like, as a comparison. Like, oh, like, what happens when you give Tom Brady chalkboard material to go into the, the playoffs just so he can play with
0: a bigger chip on his shoulder? Yeah, I think the Bucks will win this one. I got it 27-13. to 13. I think the Bucks' offensive firepower is just way better than the Washington football team. I think they have a good enough line to... At least keep up with that Washington D-line. It's one of the best. And I think yeah, Antonio I Brown with three straight touchdowns, I believe. Mm-hmm. Chris Godwin's there. Gronk's there. Playoff Gronk is there. Mike Playoff Evans Gronk. is there. I <laughs> believe Ronald Jones might be coming back too, but they still have Leonard now. I thought Ronald, Ronald Jones played against the Falcons. Okay, so Ronald Jones yeah, is Yeah, I there. think he's back already. And Tampa Bay's defense isn't anything to you know look over. They have one of the best run defenses in football. It's going to be pretty... I think it's going to be a one sided game.
1: Yeah, no, like you said, I mean, I was going to, you pretty much said it for me. I was going to touch on going into the season. I said to you, you looked at me crazy. I said, Washington has a top three defensive line in football, and you looked at me crazy, and I think that they proved it this year. I mean, on paper, they're amazing. They're top one on paper, but I mean, like stat wise, t- yeah, they are. What do you mean? The Steelers? I'll take the football <laughs> team defensive line over to Steelers any day. Montez Sweat, Chase Young, DeRon Payne, Jonathan Allen, Matt Ioannidis, I don't know if Ryan Kerrigan still plays. Um, Any All-Pro? All-Young Goats.
0: I don't care. T.J. Watt's best in the league.
1: Okay, yeah. T.J. Okay. Watt is it's the best okay, in the that's, Okay, I mean, yeah, T.J. Watt is elite. okay? I'm saying outside of him, they don't really, like. <laughs> 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 to me, I think that Washington is over the Steelers. You're just talking about defensive line.
0: <laughs> the Pittsburgh Steelers <laughs> defensive is line is probably gonna the get best in the league. <laughs>
1: Oh, I said on paper they're top one, but
0: no. like wise, like no. just being normal, they're top three. <laughs> Maybe they're the best young defensive line to start a franchise, but right now on paper it is the Steelers, one hundred percent. I'll let you rock on that one.
1: All right, yeah. So um, those are our predictions. Um,
0: now we're going to be getting into our yearly award predictions. Yes, we are. All right. Um, to start off.
1: This uh, this next segment is gonna be pretty raw and uncut. It's gonna be very funny. Listen, Ryan's gonna be pulling out all the numbers. I'm gonna be going straight off the dome talking about these awards. So let's get right into it. To start, we're gonna go with the Offensive Rookie of the Year award, and I'm gonna to have to say Justin Jefferson walks away with this one. Just broke Randy Moss's rookie receiving yards record or something like that. He's looked great all year. I'll always. Take the opportunity talking about him to just laugh at the Eagles fans and the Eagles organization for picking Jalen Rager over. Justin Jefferson I think that was that is a very bad pick by them but Justin Jefferson may he's one of the definitely amazing young receivers in this league and I think he's got very very bright future and what way to start off your career by breaking one of the greatest of all times rookie receiving yards record for the whole franchise
0: and taking the offensive rookie of the year award home with him I do agree that Justin Jefferson has had one great year and I do agree that the Eagles messed up pretty badly. Um, Go Birds, <laughs> and, though, right? And <laughs> yeah, and on a normal year, Justin Jefferson does deserve this award. But mm-hmm. you got to look at a guy named Justin Herbert. He's had one crazy year as a rookie quarterback. Yeah. He's uh, here's some records that he broke: <laughs> three hundred. He broke the completion record with three hundred ninety-six. The previous record was three hundred eighty. He's the youngest quarterback in NFL history to throw thirty touchdowns. He has the most passing and total touchdowns as a rookie in NFL history, and he led the Chargers to be in the sixth overall in passing. He's had a great year. He should walk away with this. I do agree that Justin Jefferson has had a good year, but you can't overlook Justin Herbert having a good year. Yeah, I
1: present to you
0: Ryan Sawyer,
1: analytics guy. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, next award, um, Defensive Rookie of the Year. I don't think we have to explain this one. Chase Young, talked about him earlier calling out Tom Brady, rookie mistake, but had a great year, separated himself from any other defensive rookie. And, I mean, some of the – I mean, I think he proved himself to be a pretty decent edge rusher in this league. I wouldn't call him elite just yet, but I think he's definitely on pace to be one of the – up there in the TJ Watt conversation, the Miles Garrett, the Bosa brothers, to think he's definitely on the come up to be up there in the conversation with the greats in the league today. Some of the stats that he's
0: had <laughs> this year: four forced fumbles, four fumble recoveries, and he scored a touchdown. He's had a great year. I believe that he's running away with this defensive player of the year. Yeah. I believe he's Vegas's defensive rookie of the year. Defensive rookie of the year, and I believe that he's the betting favorite in Vegas. I don't think there's much competition here.
1: Does I mean I think that there's some competition. I mean you, there, we've definitely seen some other pretty decent rookies. I mean just another one. I'm not going to go into the whole list, but just off the top of my head, I mean Jeremy Chin. He's had a great year for the Panthers. He's been playing that hybrid role that I mean we all kind of thought we were going to see Isaiah Simmons play. I mean he hasn't he doesn't play like he hasn't played as much corner, but he's been that hybrid safety linebacker all-purpose coverage guy. But I think any other year he probably takes his one. But Chase Young just had a had a great year. Came into the league. I think everyone kind of thought that he was either going to be really good or really bad. And I think he came in and proved all the haters
0: wrong. And he's just been really, really good. Yeah, in my opinion, the offensive rookie of the year race is closer than the defensive rookie of the year. Yeah,
1: it's no, that's true. I mean, all right. Um, for the next award, we have the offensive player of the year, and he's another guy we've already touched on on a podcast today. Derrick Henry broke 2,000 yards. I mean, not much else to say. I mean, you could argue maybe Devonta Adams, maybe. But, I mean, other than that, I mean, Derrick Henry kind of just separated himself. I mean, he was in talks for the MVP. I remember I was at the gym and Stephen A. was on First Take talking about if Derrick Henry keeps putting up these numbers, could he win MVP? Probably not because of just how quarterback oriented it in, but I think offensive player of the year is definitely an honor that he deserves
0: this year after putting up the numbers he put up and having the season he put up. Yeah, I think Derrick Henry has played a great year, and I think he does deserve this award. Another player to look out for is Dalvin Cook. He's had a great year. Yeah. He's also had, I think, maybe one. I think one last game, and they're pretty close there on scrimmage no, yards. He Dalvin Cook. Not
1: the fact check here. I just know. I was thinking about it too when you said. I think he missed. Two or three games. I know he missed the one against the Lions, and then he missed one or two earlier because a hamstring
0: or a groin injury or something. Yeah, and I believe that Derrick or Dalvin Cook, excuse me, has about 1,900 scrimmage yards, give or take. And Derrick Henry comes in with 2,100. So I mean, they're pretty close. That Dalvin Cook has played those other games, but Derrick Henry having 2,000 yards isn't something to laugh at. And he's at 2,027 rushing yards, and he's a major part of the team you know, winning the division and being in the playoffs and being as successful as they are, you know, Ryan Tannehill is really good, (laughs) but Derrick Henry does set up the play action yeah, and Ryan Tannehill just finishes it.
1: Just another thing to add real quick, I did see something earlier in the day that said, like you said, Derrick Henry has, he's a major part of that offense. I saw something that he had a career high in reception, receiving targets after last year that. Mike Vrabel and Ryan Tannehill said that they wanted to get him more involved in the passing game, and just showing that they kind of built that offense around Derrick Henry and how good he is just shows like how much of a difference maker that he is to the team.
0: And the dude is a walking hybrid, like real. I mean, just look at what he oh, yeah, did to dude. Josh Norman.
1: Like, <laughs> 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 just embarrass I my mean, man. If I was, that, I wish I was that big, dude. What's he like, six four,
0: two twenty? He's probably more than two twenty. I think he's like. 242 Might be touching 250. Yeah.
1: <laughs> but yeah, 6'4, 250 playing running back. I mean, that's just that's crazy to see.
0: Yeah, averaging five yards a carry. He's, he's a beast, he's a freak.
1: All right, defensive player of the year. Now, time to touch on that. Another guy we talked about, we covered a lot of these guys today. Another guy, um. T.J. Watt, probably the second best defensive player in the league behind um, Aaron Donald, who's just crazy good. But yeah, T.J. Watt put up great numbers this year, just like he did last year. He's definitely probably, def. I think he's definitely the best edge rusher in the league.
0: I mean, there's not not much else to say. I mean, I don't think there's an argument for this one behind anyone else. Yeah, I think T.J. Watt is definitely the best. In terms of best defensive player in the league, I'm going Jalen Ramsey, then T.J. Watt, then Aaron Donald. Stephon Gilmore. Stephon Gilmore. <laughs> you can forget about him Jason for this Jackson, year. Um, You're not talking about him. I just keep naming Patriots, yeah. guys? <laughs> please, please go ahead. But some stats for T.J. Watt, 53 total tackles, 24 tackles for a loss, 15 sacks, 41 quarterback hits, the tackles for all sacks. He led the league in that. He had two forced fumbles, one interception, and he was 2 times defensive player of the month. Those are stats that you can't laugh at. He's He's definitely the best. Ryan Sawyer, analytics. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty,
1: so next award we're going to be covering is the MVP. Now, this one, it's been an argument all season long. Russell Wilson was up there for a minute. He fell off. But, I mean, I think the top three obvious choices is Josh Allen, Aaron Rodgers, Pat Mahomes, in no particular order I put that in. But I think Aaron Rodgers is going to walk away with this award. I think he finished with 48 touchdowns, only five picks. I mean, that's that's college football number. I, I think... The Green Bay Packers taking Jordan Love in the first round instead of getting him another weapon to put alongside Devontae Adams. I think that just lit a whole fire up under him. And, I mean, he came out, and I think he's going to walk away with MVP. Number two, I think the only one you can compare to him is Josh Allen, who also had a really good year. He's kind of separated himself his own wave. I think you could also argue Pat Mahomes, but not as much as Aaron Rodgers or Josh Allen. And um, just another thing, um, I'm going to talk about this in another video. just want to throw it out there. Packers-QB situation, I don't know what they're going to do, but that's for a different day.
0: Yeah, as you mentioned, I, Jordan Love was a bad pick, and so was A.J. Dillon. The yeah. talent might be there, but they don't need that. And it's going to end up costing them in playoffs when the corner locks down Devontae Adams. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey if they play. locks down Devontae Adams. Aaron Donald and that D line is on Aaron Jones, so what's Aaron Rodgers going to do? Marquez, Valdez,
1: Scantling, and Alan I mean, <laughs> Lazard. <laughs> there it is. I mean, you
0: put Jalen Ramsey and say a safety on Devontae Adams, shut him down, shut down Aaron Jones, and what? You got Tanya and Marcus Allen. I Lizard. think Aaron
1: Rodgers is ballsy enough though to test Jalen Ramsey though, and a corner over top
0: <laughs> or a safety over top.
1: I don't know. Dude. I think. That, I mean, we're gonna I see. Think that, I think they'll figure it out. I mean, it's Aaron Rodgers, dude. Aaron Rodgers, definitely one of the greatest QBs of all time. I mean, he's done so much in the league. I think it's his third. It's gonna be his third MVP. And I mean, I just think Aaron Rodgers is very good quarterback. Don't think he's better than Tom Brady, but he's definitely up there. Um, I just think that after the numbers he put up this year, I think he definitely earned the right to take away that MVP and call himself the MVP
0: award. Yep, and let me tell you about some of these numbers. <laughs> Ryan Sawyer <laughs> Analytics. 4,299 yards at 70% <laughs> passing. He had 48 passing touchdowns with three rushing touchdowns, total 51 and only five interceptions with a 121.5 pass rating. But wait. Here's the good stat. <laughs> Look, this was good. Let's hear it. He had more passing touchdowns than the team punts. The punts. Yeah, than I did punt. see that. I saw PFF Look.
1: posted that. That I mean, that's just, that should. If that's
0: that could, not the recipe for a Super Bowl, I don't know. I'm not I sure I think that
1: stat alone could be used for the argument on why he should be MVP over anyone else. Just the fact he threw more touchdowns than punts.
0: Yeah, I believe I saw that. I think they said it was two other times. Tom Brady, who won MVP. Yep. Pat Mahomes, who won MVP that year. So. There you go. I mean, look, it's He's like on off. track to get it. Doom, doom. Lock it up. <laughs> <laughs> All right.
1: Um, the um, sixth award we're going to be covering is the coach of the year. Now, at the beginning, of, through the first half of the season, I think it was pretty obvious that this award was going to be to Mike Tomlin. Steelers were undefeated, playing out of their minds. So I think Mike Tomlin was the clear cut answer here until the Cleveland Browns came along. <laughs> I just think. I wouldn't say the Browns have faced a lot of adversity this year, so to say. I mean, they started out horrible. They were questioning if Baker Mayfield was the guy, questioning if Kevin Stefanski was the guy or if he was just another bust Browns head coach. But I think after that first week when they got absolutely obliterated by the Ravens, it was a very bad loss for them. I just think the Ravens, after they lost to the Ravens, I think that was a real eye-opener for them. I remember watching Baker Mayfield... In the post-game press conference, just he took all the blame. He was like, the team's got to be better, and I think they got better. And they were playing pretty good. Then Odell gets hurt. Then they're questioning. Well, I mean, let me backtrack a little bit. After that game, they everyone was questioning Baker Mayfield and his ability to be a playmaker and to be a good quarterback because it seemed as though he was trying to force Odell the ball too much. Then Odell gets hurt, and then I mean, he's playing better. I'm not saying that that's a problem. I'm just saying that's one of the quote-unquote adversities that, like, they've had to face
0: this year. Well, I will be one to say that they are better without Odell Beckham Jr., and I will say that any day of the week. Numbers don't lie. Numbers don't lie. I mean,
1: yes, they do lie. Film doesn't lie. Film doesn't lie. I'm (laughs) sorry. Numbers can lie at points, but film definitely doesn't lie. And I just think, I mean, just watching some of the Browns games, I mean, Baker Mayfield's looked, looked pretty good as of late. I mean, so I think to get back on track... Kevin Stefanski wins coach of the year. turned the Browns around. It's his first year as their head coach. It was not, uh, I mean, it was an intriguing head coach job, but at the same time it's not because, I mean, you look at their roster and if you don't do good as a head coach, I mean, you're pretty much gone because there's no reason why you shouldn't be doing good. So they made the playoffs, got the team right. I think Kevin Stefanski walks away with, not walks away, but I think he wins coach of the year definitely.
0: In my opinion, there's a few candidates for coach of the year. Kevin Stefanski is one of them. Mike Tomlin's one of them. You got to think last year they were eight and eight. Now they're thirteen and three. I think last year he should have won it. You know, almost putting together a playoff team with Doug Hodges and Mason Rudolph. <laughs> I did say last year that if they made the playoffs, I thought that Mike Tomlin should have won Coach of the Year last year, definitely. Yeah. And then another guy's Rivera in Washington. Sure, Yeah. Put together a playoff team with Alex Smith, Dwayne Haskins. We'll get into that in a little bit. Yeah, he he a did a pretty good job. But for me, my Coach of the Year, Sean McDermott. I think he's built a great team. They were ten and six last year. Now they're thirteen and three. A powerhouse in the AFC. He's made some moves that's helped his team out. Stephon for example, Stefan Diggs. You know he's coached up Josh Allen to be a way better player, and I think that this team is a real contender in the AFC. And I think that they will be a real contender for a long time. I think you're going to see Bills and Chiefs absolutely be the two powerhouses. I think yeah, now the Bills are the only team in the
1: entire league. I think they can hang with the Chiefs. High powered offense. I mean, maybe the Buccaneers you could say, but I mean not even that. But I just think the the Bills are very good. Like you said, Sean McDermott. Yep. He helped develop Josh Allen as not only a passer but as a quarterback in general. I mean there were some questions after last year questioning Josh Allen's accuracy, his decision making. Like, yeah, everyone last year was like, oh, he can throw the ball deep. That's about it. But I think this year he definitely separated himself. He was making better reads. He looked better. He was more accurate on his balls. And I just think that Sean McDermott helped develop Josh Allen majorly. So, I mean, that could also contribute to success of him being coach of the year.
0: Yeah, I agree. And the Bills this year, I mean, they finished second in total offense, which I think is a great stat to look under. Absolutely. Only under the Chiefs, he's having a good offense. And some things that he's done this year, he swept the Patriots. Some that they haven't done in a long time. He swept the Dolphins. <sighs> I don't sit say the time. Cowboys the whole episode. I'm We're not. We're just going to keep busting shots at the Patriots. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to keep like, throwing shakes. Sean Come McDermott's on. having a really good year. He helped his team. He's built them into a franchise. I think it's something that you have to look out for. Whatever. We'll be back next year once we get Zach Wilson
1: or Trey Lance. Mock draft coming soon, by the way. If you take Trey Lance, you guys... We'll be done. All right, we'll discuss this on next episode of The Greatest Podcast on Turf. Um, the next award that we're going to be covering is the NFL's Comeback Player of the Year Award. And I've been saying we'll talk about this later for a couple of different times now. And um, this is later. Comeback Player of the Year, easily Alex Smith, came in for the Washington football team, finally got cleared coming off of one of the worst injuries I've ever seen in my life. I mean, I just, for him to come back from that alone and even want to still play football after that is just something of its own, and he came in, numbers might not have been all amazingly great, but I think just for the storyline and just the fact that he came in, led Washington to the playoffs through the division, which isn't saying much, I know the NFC sucks, don't even get me started, Cowboys, terrible, but, um... But yeah, Alex Smith I think is him leading Washington to the playoffs alone, I think that puts him right in as the cold cut winner of the comeback player of
0: the year award. I do agree that Alex Smith does deserve it. His injury was terrible and the fact that he fell back and started playing football is amazing. He's Absolutely. definitely worthy of this award. But I will mention another player, Ben Rossesberger. You know, the difference between Big Ben and Alex Smith. You know, his Big Ben played a lot more games than Alex did. Yeah, they both made the playoffs, but I mean, Big Ben still had a good year this year. He played uh, all games except for the last when he sat out. Uh, he had thirty three touchdowns, ten interceptions, led his team to a twelve and three record, which last year they were eight and eight. So if you look at the turnaround between eight and eight and twelve and three, that's pretty big. And now they're top three in the AFC. Ryan Sawyer, analytics guy. <laughs>
1: All right, um, and then we decided to um, come out and do this one on our own. I know this isn't a real award, but we decided to do our own Most Improved Player Award this year. And for that one, we came to a consensus that it was Josh Allen easily. We kind of touched on it earlier. He developed as a passer. He developed as a runner. He's a dangerous threat in the red zone for running, and just his legs in general, he's a threat. He has probably one of the best deep balls in the league and I mean just overall he's over the past
0: couple years we've seen him develop into an elite quarterback in today's NFL yeah I agree I my most improved player is Josh Allen when you look at 2019 they were 10 and 6 you know pretty good still he had about 3100 yards 20 touchdowns nine interceptions (laughs) which is still pretty good for a young quarterback but then in 2020 you see the 13 and 3 record which is way better you see 1500 more yards 17 more touchdowns and pretty much the same amount of picks. In terms of rushing, they were about the same, and I think Josh Allen is here to stay as one of the best quarterbacks in the league. Him versus Mahomes is going to be exciting, and he gets my vote for most improved player. Absolutely. The greatest podcast on turf's most improved player award coming to you guys once
1: a year. And to conclude, we are gonna do a quick segment on Super Bowl predictions. I mean these will be updated each week we talk about the playoffs, but me I'm gonna I said at the beginning of the year I'm gonna stick with it now. I think I'm gonna go Chiefs Bucks. I just don't think that the Bills are quite there yet to overcome the Chiefs in the playoffs what would be in Kansas City. I mean, yeah, it's kinda of like Buffalo. It's gonna be cold, probably be loud, but I just don't I don't think the Bills are there yet and the Bucks Tom Brady playoffs. He's got a high powered offense. Their offense is finally starting to click.
0: So I think that that's a clear cut Super Bowl matchup. I do agree with the Chiefs being in the Super Bowl. I think that that team being former Super Bowl winners definitely has the edge. Yeah. I think that that firepower of the offense, Tyreek Hill, Travis Kelsey, Pam Holmes, I mean, they're unguardable. You just have to keep up with them. And I don't think the Bills are ready to do that yet. If the Titans are another team that I think could possibly beat the Chiefs... Gee, oh my goodness. Stop it. I, I mean, if you control time of possession, I think you can beat the Chiefs. And I think Derrick Henry can... I mean, yeah, but you've seen numerous instances of you can control time of possession.
1: All you want, all the Chiefs need is three or four plays and they're going to score a touchdown.
0: Well, if you look at last year, I mean... The Titans and the Chiefs went into, the, went into the overtime in a regular season. It was a close game because of that. That so was last I, year. I mean, what's the difference... The Chiefs are the Chiefs, and the Titans are the Titans. There's <laughs> no difference. The teams are the same. The Titans can do it just handing the ball off to Derrick Henry. I'm not saying that they're going to be the favorites, and I'm not saying that they will, but I'm saying that they're a team to look out for. I think the Bills and the Titans are the only teams that can keep up with them. Maybe Baltimore, but I doubt it. And for the NFC, I got the Packers going. I think Aaron Rodgers being the MVP, he's going to show off this postseason. That I think chip on his shoulder. Devontae Adams is top three in a league and wide receiver. I, I don't think that's debatable that he's top three. You could argue he's number one. Aaron Jones is a pretty good running back, and Jair Alexander is a pretty good corner. So I think yeah. Chiefs Packers in a Super Bowl, and I think the Chiefs will win it. Pretty close game. And I think that'll be a good matchup,
1: also. And all right, that's going to do it for um this episode of the podcast um be sure to check our youtube channel the greatest podcast on turf for exclusive podcast segments this week's is going to be um trevor lawrence versus justin fields and who's going to be the number one overall pick and all that stuff so yeah thank you guys for listening um i appreciate it
0: and we'll be back soon see you guys see you